I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. You know the routine by now. My name's Andy Coulden, and as always, I'm joined by Andy Boy Simmons. Hello, Andy. Um, I would normally say, how are you doing? But I know how you're doing. Terribly. You're doing really badly, aren't you? Yeah. You're sweating buckets. I can see I, that already. I, I was, uh, well, I've been close to my deathbed a few times the last few days, Andy. But uh, yep. uh, Tell uh, the people what's uh, wrong. I have the flu. Um, and that's diagnosed, is that's it? That's, di- that's not man flu, no that's, joke. That's not man flu, it's not a cold, it's not a hangover. I can't even remember the last time I drank alcohol. Um, so drunk, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Your wedding but day, just I get, to get through yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah. I, yeah, genuinely, I've got, I've got the real flu. I've got strain A of the flu, which is the type of flu that, flu that could kill a lesser man. Mm. Um, so I've been struggling with that. Um, how are you? Uh, I'll I'm tell you. I'll tell you more about my flu in a minute. But I guess I'm actually should... fine, which is amazing because I sat next to you for three or four hours during yeah. the London. You're normally show the sick Sunday. one, aren't you? Exactly, and yeah, I'm actually doing really good. Well, I, I think I think everyone, well, touch woods, everyone around me seems to have been okay and survived. Everybody yeah. I spent time with over well, the last few days. We've not heard from Joe Royal though. He was doing some painting, <laughs> yeah, decorating he, he at my be, house the other he day. Could he could be. be he could be dead in his flat. No he, one knows. He was supposed to come and pick up his uh, utensils. I know yeah. he listens as well. So yeah, I hope you're not dead, Joe. Um, I'm just saying, you know, if you haven't heard from you uh, an hour or so after this goes up, we'll send someone around. Come, come and pick your stuff up, mate. All yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I probably so don't, actually. It's probably best to avoid the house for a little while. You sound lethargic. And uh, I, I'm going to try, and, uh, I'm gonna try and, and, and put a, a bit of energy into this. Cause don't waste it. Don't well, save it. Well, all, I, all I'd say is, um, if I do go tomorrow, then this will be the last thing that people have to remember <laughs> me by. So I want to make yeah. it a good one. Um, but um, but yeah, like as you said, Andy, uh, you're fine, and we spent some time together on Sunday, and that's because yeah. we had the well. Well, I have I have been dosing up on a, a, a particular. You can't buy over the counter. Right. Cuprofen. <laughs> yeah. is, is this podcast sponsored <laughs> by Cuprofen? Or it something? will be. It's I. I found out about Cupfriend from my mother-in-law uh, before she was my mother-in-law, and I swear to God, it's the best over-the-counter painkiller drug you can get. At the very least, in, on a placebo level. Okay, well, I think if I take a couple of Cupfriend, although it says take one, I take two. Oh, I've just taken one lem sip and it didn't really work. Do you think I should have taken two? No, you should have taken two. Cu- cu- I've been telling you for days. Go to Tesco Pharmacy. I went to Boots and got some lem sip. Well, you might be able to get me in Boots. And I fancied some blackcurrant as well. I've been having the normal standard lem sip and I think okay. it's some black current that's why we've deviated from yeah that. maybe take two yeah. do you know what I mean? like if you took if you took two every don't do you know if it says take one every four hours if you took two every four hours you're probably going to overdo hey, the it pharma, the pharmacist was uh, I've never had this before like when buying lem sip like I, ha- I was given proper instructions on how to take the lem sip oh. and he also said something like you shouldn't be taking lem sip for more than four days yeah I didn't know that. Well, that's kind of, I think they might say that on the uh, paracetamol box as well. Oh, really? I, I think so, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really read the box. So, um, So yeah, but we, there was some wrestling done over the weekend. It was uh, 
Live at the Cockpit number 27. Mm-hmm. The 27th show. It is funny because every show now, I'm like, I can't believe it's 27 shows. And next month, I'll be like, I can't believe it's 28 shows. Yep. And so on and so forth. I think once you get past number 10, I guess you can you can say that, can't you? Probably, yeah. I can't believe we made it this far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really good show. As normal. Um, but uh, for me, anyway, to, to commentate and put my voice to it, uh, I liked a bit more good guy, bad guy dynamic. Which was the there first was half. A, yeah. Yeah, it was a... You know, Lord Gideon Grey back to his devious old tricks. He's messing around with Lord, uh, with uh, Prince Mumbai, though. It's I don't know if you, I, is it? Well, it is, because I think it's unfair, because Prince Mumbai loves Lord Gideon Grey, but he has got a new tag team partner, so maybe that will suffice and tide him over. Yeah, let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, um, no, it was a really good show. Adam Brooks versus Dan McGee. Yeah, Excellent Dan, performance Dan McGee's, there. Uh, yeah, he's coming along, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that word, performance, to about wrestling. I, I know, know it's a yeah, bit more we're, old we're, school, like, we're kind of insider on this podcast, though, so we can use those terms, can't yeah, we? Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the show itself, it wasn't... So, I was... On, on Saturday, I spent in, in hospital with my wife. Um, no, no, and your wife was in hospital. You were in the waiting room. No, I wasn't. I was actually in the room with her. Oh, but yeah, okay. It was like... I, it, it, I felt like Stone Cold Steve Austin... Um, because we were we were there and she was like we've both been very ill with this flu and um, she goes and she's getting seen to and the lady's like oh like she, I'm dying in the corner and the lady's like oh you sh- you should be seen to as well let me get someone to come and see you and I'm like ah ah <laughs> you know like stone cold so like pushing pushing away paramedics and yeah it's like I would just like a piece of toast really <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so I refused medical treatment. Um, and she was actually kept in hospital for a couple of days, and uh, and they they did keep keep saying that I needed to come in and see someone, <laughs> and I was just like, nope, I'm going to the London cockpit. Yep. Um, but on the Saturday, so when I got back um, from a hospital, I was I was lying in bed, um, and I was in a very bad way, and I got a I got a message from Steve Linsky, um, saying something along the lines of, oh mate, I feel ill. Is there mm. any chance you can cover with the ring announcing tomorrow? And I replied saying, absolutely not. Like any other time I could do it, but I'm literally in my deathbed right now. And I really, I felt like, I've never felt like I was going to die before, but I actually felt like I might die, honestly, um, on on Saturday. And uh, and anyway, he uh, he replies being like, oh, I'll get on the Lemsip. So that was his mistake, maybe. You get on the Lemsip, not the cup profane. He, yeah, well, he didn't take enough Lemsip. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he, he, he said he, He'd get on the Lemsip and uh, go to sleep and he'd be all right in the morning, whatever. Yep. I'm like, just dying, like, just sweating profusely. And it, it was quite the sight for sore eyes. And, uh, and yeah, then, obviously, we, we get on our way on, on Sunday morning. Um, <coughs> after a very long shower, I was all right um, to kind of move. Um, and uh, we get on our way on Sunday and I get a message from him saying... Too ill, can't come. So uh, he's got a cold. Yeah, well, <laughs> the likelihood of him having the flu he's is quite a... unlikely because you've not been seeing each other for about a month. No. So uh, unless he caught one on his trip to Ireland last week. Who knows? But, Who uh, knows? But yeah, I uh, I then had to do a U-turn, grab the suit, and I didn't think I was going to get through the show, but I did. So yeah, um, it was touch and go for a little bit, you going up a, and down those stairs. You did a great job. Um, thanks. <clears throat> um, Fine job. But that's a, but again, that, you know, it's, it's interesting, really, isn't it? Because I, 
never for one second was I like, I, I'm not going to make it to the cockpit tomorrow. I was always going to be there. Do you know what I mean? Even when I was lying in, yeah, in my deathbed, I was just like, you know. But I d- dare I say, if you had a quote proper job, you wouldn't have been there. No, I wouldn't. But that's the point. Is just you just talk about you know something but about being so passionate about something that yeah. even when you literally feel, cool, well, my wife's in a hospital for two or three nights. You come down with the same thing, but you didn't even consider to think. To to call in, call in sick no, to your own uh, show. Yeah, absolutely not, no. And I, and I could have called in sick. And you could have done, we've yeah. done We've done it so many times. Like the, the, They run themselves now, um, and everyone knows what they're doing and what have you. But um, but yeah, it, it didn't even cross my mind because it's it's a passion, isn't it? It's a, it's hard to describe. Some people would be like, oh, you're mad. Um, but everyone everyone who who's not associated with wrestling who I've spoken to has said you're mad. But it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just one of those things, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fight your it, way it, through, don't you? Yeah, and it's it's hard to put into words though. <coughs> but like um, the 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 mindset is always um, the show must go on, um, and and with the show must go on, so must the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, we've decided though, haven't we? We're gonna. I mean, we might carry on as normal, but we've kind of given ourselves an out, or I've given you an out, really, that we're gonna probably not go our normal forty-five minutes to an hour today. So. Uh, just because you don't need to be waste, not wasting energy because... It's not wasted energy. No, it isn't wasted energy, speaking but you to, you are unwell, Andy, our, so I, I'm I trying to be concerned Thank you, here. I appreciate it. See, that's... He makes out I'm the bad <laughs> one, right? He makes out I'm the aggressive one when that's how I get spoken to when I'm trying to be a caring friend. There no, you I go. appreciate it. I'm just... Yeah, so um, I was going to say, I was going to wait for you to ask me what I've done, but I well, did pretty much what you did. I oh, did. yeah, you, we've been to the London cockpit. <laughs> you went to the cockpit on Sunday. So, had a, uh, a cracking uh, crack time there. Yeah, but um, you've also moved into a new office, a re- like yes, we discussed last week. It now. You're yeah. in, you're in. We're in, we're in. So unfortunately, um, no more Simba cameos, well. which I'm grateful for, because I just felt they, I mean, as much as I love your dog, and I love dogs, um, it was uh, it, it was sometimes a bit aggravating mid-story when we'd have to pause, Simba calm know. down. Yeah, but I've no doubt he'll be here next week in the office. I'm sure he causing, will be. I'm sure, yeah. causing I'm sure he'll make himself at home in no time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've moved into the office. Um, it's a bit barren at the moment. We've got, well, one, one room is... Uh, is is filling up quite nicely, yeah. Um, but the actual office, we, we've sat around some desks with no computers and yeah, just... Uh, some yeah. lem sips and some revolution pro wrestling mugs. Well, yeah, we well yeah. so so the office itself is is part of a uh, a bigger office unit. So we have a shared kitchen, um, and we've been told we have to have our own mugs. That's fair enough. So I'd rather not share with mugs. I don't. People well, don't I did, well, same here. But yeah. like the but the the point is, we we are in a, a quite a nice position where I didn't have to go and buy any mugs because we stock our own <laughs> Revolution yeah. Pro Wrestling mugs already. available from shoprevpro.com if you want to be just like the, the Revolution Pro Wrestling <laughs> team. So the, the the way I'd look at that is the complete opposite though. I'd sit there and I'd go out and buy mugs because I brought those mugs specifically to sell their mugs. Well, the packaging packaging's a bit battered, and I feel that. We could perhaps take pictures, drinking out the mugs, which is some marketing. And mm, good idea. You know, I'm a glass half full type guy. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, uh, do you know what I did yesterday? What did you do? So yesterday? on Facebook, uh, somebody it was on like one of these. Um, I don't think I'm a member of the group, but someone shared a video on like you know passion for wrestling. You know, one of these sort of Facebook groups. 
And it was of a video I'd never seen before, but I think I've now discovered it was an extra on the DVD for Beyond the Mat. Okay, and it was a it was a video of it was about five six minutes long, of um, Dude Love the day Mick Foley became Dude Love. So I watched this video and this bit with Vince McMahon and everything and uh, and essentially just kind of going through what what the debut was going to be and they had some shots of Vince Russo who was writing the uh, I guess writing the verbiage and he was watching the debut uh, the debut of Dude Love from the crowd and they were filming Vince Russo's sort of reaction the live crowd reaction so I watched that I mean it wasn't particularly groundbreaking or anything but it was just interesting the fact I'd not seen it um, and then that spurred me on to watch Beyond the Mat what a documentary that is isn't it yeah. know, it's like it, I, I like it because it, it teaches it teaches uh, well it taught me how to behave backstage at a wrestling show oh did it, what, it any me, bit specifically well, no, I always like to parody Beyond the Mat all the time so like when uh you know, when a couple of guys are, are working hard but not really getting over, you know, you go backstage and you're like, stand next to someone and you say, well, they're giving us all they got. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. There's some great quotes in there, isn't there? Yeah. But it's something I'd not seen. I, I'd probably watch it, I would have said on average, I'd probably seen it about 15 times in 20 years. I've seen it way more than that. You think you have, but I, I sat there and I thought maybe I've seen it 50 times, but I probably haven't, you I, know, maybe once a year. I, I've seen it a lot. Okay, well you, okay, fair I enough. I used to be able to quote it like near enough word, word for word. word. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, you know, everyone's got their favourite bits in it. So obviously, there's a bit with uh, Darren Drozdov in Vince's office with "I'm gonna." Puke. Very much, very similar to this office, here. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So maybe next time there's a there's a guy from the school who's ready for his big debut. We're gonna bring, bring him here. Bring him. Yeah. I'll be Jim Ross. You be uh, Vince, essentially. I could be Vince, couldn't I? Yeah, and uh, whoever, the, Zoe Lucas, could be um, Shane McMahon, because the three <laughs> of them are in the office together, essentially probably making his life quite uncomfortable. Despite <laughs> on film, it looks very lovely, and you know, it's almost like the dream, isn't it? Like Vince is there in his office, pitching this gimmick to uh, Darren Trying Drozdov. Trying to get you to puke into a dustbin. That's it, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was very, very good. And um, it reminded me of a story. So there's a bit which me and my friends always quote still to this day with uh, the lady at reception desk. Well, Wrestling Federation, one moment, and so on and so on. I think she must say it three or four times. And then I just laughed to myself. And I don't know whether anyone else will find this funny, but when we were 15, obviously stood at school as year 10, and uh, we were doing a sweepstakes of the Royal Rumble. So we tried to... Obviously, there's much easier ways to do this, but being 15-year-old kids... We felt we needed to know every single person who was going to be in the Royal Rumble. So, the so not numbers one to 30. Exactly, right? So which made it far, would have made it far more random and exciting. I think we all put in a quid each between like six of us or something. And so what, you put in a quid each? So there's a... Yeah, so, so, so whoever agreed to do it, we all put a quid each in, right? And then whoever got the winner won six pounds. But if there's only six people doing it, do you get multiple names or do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. six yeah. names, and if not, we roll over to next year. <laughs> yeah, just keep going and going and going. Yeah, so we got what would obviously be five, five names each, and um, I, I will bring this round to be on the mat in a second. Where uh, I, um, so Ollie Scarf, who um, once made an appearance on on Monday Night Raw, which I was insanely jealous of when I took him to Capital Carnage as my. When night. you took him? Well, yeah, like I, I. This is a cool, it would have been good being your friend, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, I just joined a new school, and I felt like I... The only way you could get friends was by... It wasn't that. It was just like, my mum said, oh, should we go? And then it was, well, do you want to bring a friend? And I was like, okay, I'll bring a friend, but I wasn't going to go with my mum, just my mum. Which Why made not? 
Well, I don't really know in hindsight, but being 14, I was like, oh, this, you know, go with a friend. That'd be quite fun. So anyway, um, we, well, I took Ollie to Capital College. Ollie managed to, in a separate lesson to me, uh, he managed to pick out Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. So uh, I disputed that, that I felt we should all do it at the same time. Anyway, I then put on the Sunday of the pay-per-view, right, the morning of the Royal Rumble 1999, I pluck up my courage, I pick up three or four quid's worth of change, go to the phone <laughs> box, go to the phone box at the end of the road and call Titan Towers, right? And How did you get the number? So I got the number because, so where we've discussed, um, uh, you know, I was born with cystic fibrosis, my mum sent a letter. I, someone must have suggested doing this. My mum sent a letter to the WWF in Stamford, um, you know, saying how my son's coming to Capital Carnage and he'd love to meet a wrestler. Okay? So they sent me a letter. Like a, a, the WWF <clears throat> headed envelope, headed... Have you ever seen it? Have I shown uh, you it? Uh, no, I've not seen your letter. No, I've not heard this story before. Have you not? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they sent a letter saying, yes, we'll, we'll arrange for a chaperone to come collect you and your son. So would that be when you met Val Venus? That's when I met Val Venus. Because that was a famous picture above the Simmons that's, toilet. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, me and Val Venus. Who did I also meet? I met Jim Ross and I met Road Dog. And rather famously, which ties in quite nicely, is uh, so they weren't like meet and greets or anything. It was just guys who were just hanging around essentially before they got to gorilla position. So it was just kind of like the, you, you were oh, chaperoned so in. It's almost like, oh, we've not organised a meet and greet. Oh, come <laughs> over here. Kind of, kind of, yeah. So, um, so when I joke, I've joked with you before that I was a make a wish kid. That was the worst, first make a wish kid thing I ever did. And um, first of many. First of two. Oh, first of two. Yeah. So. Um, so they took me backstage, and obviously my mind is blowing right now, seeing Road Dog, and I'll have to dig up the pictures and tweet them, I promise I will. And I'll tweet a picture of the letter Hey, we can well. put them on our new Facebook page. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. we're working on. Yeah. A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, search it on Facebook. Yeah. We'll try and advertise it and stuff. We will, yeah, might as well plug it while we're here. And Gold Dust, I saw Gold Dust, and do you know what he said to me? <laughs> no, he didn't come no. to me. He said to me, <laughs> I don't really have time. Okay. Wow, that's... Yeah, uh, and walked off. And me and my friend David, who I went to school with, he wasn't at the show, but I told him the story. And we'd, all, that we'd always laugh out, oh, I don't really have time. But the first guy, and one of the, one of the few people I ever wrestled for WWE was Goldust. Okay. So, I didn't tell him the story, though. But, uh, wow. Maybe I wish I had. Yeah. I yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a nice story plucked out of nowhere, isn't it? Plucked out of obscurity. Yeah. Really interesting people. You've just got to... Kind of delve into. We got to just remember our stories, yeah. really, haven't we? So that's how uh, that's how I got Titan Tower's number was on the letter that they sent me, and I called them up, and I swear, well, Wrestling Federation, boom, just hung up, like just hung up, just hung up. I completely lost my. Oh, bottle. you hung up? Yeah, you know, I hung up. I hung <laughs> so up. you never got to the one moment. <laughs> no, no, I didn't even get the one so moment. What, but like. What was your question? Well, was, I, I was, was your question? Was your question? Yeah. Has my friend cheated on the sweepstake? <laughs> no, it was going to be to the receptionist of the WWF, who's probably not e probably not even a WWF fan. Uh, I was going to ask her, "Can you give me the thirty men who are going to be in the Royal Rumble tonight?" <laughs> that was <laughs> that was my plan, but I, d I don't know why. I just completely lost. <laughs> I completely lost all nerve. <laughs> completely lost all nerve and just hung up <laughs> I don't know how I thought she'd even have that kind of information but oh, I'd love to be in your inside your head yeah. <laughs> well I kind of thought I was like oh I'm the wrestling aficionado <laughs> leave it to me I'll uh, I'll find out who's in the Royal Rumble who knows you could have uh, you could have 
made that call, you could have got the mm. got the thirty entrance, and you could have been the next Dave Meltzer. Exactly, you I don't. Could, yeah. your, <laughs> she your could your have career, been my, my tip off. Couldn't yeah, she? your yeah. career could have taken a, a completely different uh, path. Yeah. yeah. So and he makes a lot of money, doesn't he? Apparently so. so yeah. But nevertheless. Uh, I never did find out who 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 was going to be in the rubble, and I think we just abandoned the sweepstakes anyway. You, you, well, it was going to be that night. Play. Well, it was going to be that night, so it's not like I was going to phone everyone around like a bookie and be like, "Oh yeah, who have you got? <laughs> who have you got?" So yeah, nevertheless, it's uh, don't have to worry about stuff like that anymore, do you? No, I just mean, get it all online, can't you? Just pop an email. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so th- there was that, but obviously beyond the mat, you know, we both. I think anyone who is any kind of wrestling fan on any level should have seen beyond the mat. Um, and and what amazed us actually when we first started the wrestling school five six years ago was we'd throw in quotes uh, from wrestling with shadows, beyond the mat, and a few others, and uh, people would just look at us blank, yeah, and they wouldn't quite understand it. So um, we'll discuss this specifically another day, but. But uh, when Jim Johnson's playing the music and we reference that and then people just look at it's like, well, now I've not seen it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was amazed the first time. So, yeah, I, the first time I saw it, I like the first time I, he- I heard that people didn't know what what it was. I was absolutely amazed. But then I became less amazed when I kind of realized that well, it was just us growing well, I'd say it's, it's guys who aren't particularly that much younger than us. It's not like we've we've out we've grown up with it. Like it's guys who are probably late twenties and mm. and uh, uh, the great the best quote ever from Wrestling with Shadows, which is uh, when Brett's giving Jim Neidhart some lines, and he's like, yeah, "I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna get hungry, <laughs> hungry and forget my manners," yeah. and then Jim says, "I'm gonna get hungry and leave no man untested." And everybody yeah. goes, no, not like that. And that, that that's just, I think that's great comedy, whether it's wrestling or not. Because this, you know, this big but man getting I, it wrong. I, I think the whole uh, the whole wrestling documentary genre, um, obviously, wrestling documentaries, obviously, them now. I, 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 maybe it's this. Maybe it's something like wrestling documentaries now are more a lot more prevalent than they used to be. Obviously, with the, uh, I guess, uh, the advent of uh, the special DVDs that WWE used to put out, and now obviously network specials. Um, and I and I've just finished watching the uh, the WrestleMania documentary from Wrestle. You know they put out a WrestleMania oh, documentary yeah. every year. I've just watched the one on the WWE Network, um, and it's funny because I take away completely different things from everyone else, <laughs> right? And like, but I really I really love them. Okay, and I I, I can't. And I know everyone always says like, oh, WWE documentaries. Oh, they just put forward their own version of history. I don't care, right? I like the version of history they put forward because it always has a nice narrative. It always, it's not like some documentaries I've seen where there's not a real storyline. There's not a thread throughout the documentary. Mm-hmm. I like a documentary which has a nice story, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end, you know. Yep. And um, and yeah, the WWE documentaries are always so well put together. But the point I'm making is they uh, there's so many of them these days that it's just second nature. But when you think the first time Beyond the Mat came out and when Wrestling with Shadows came out, um, that was almost like, oh, my God, you never saw that side of wrestling ever. Well, it was real backstage, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like and it was the first time you ever saw that. Like, WWE never used to put out documentaries. No. Like, it was a real first expose as to what it was actually like backstage. Right. And I think that because of that, um, all I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like people are more, like, spoiled. These days, I guess. Well, I guess I am, but like. Well, they are. I, well, there's more variety. You know, more um, availability, isn't there? So you don't realize how lucky you are, you know. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, but just my favourite bits of um, that WrestleMania documentary just quickly was Vince McMahon. So uh, I think I sent you a picture actually. Yeah, he did. When, yeah. uh, Vince McMahon <laughs> when Nikki Bella. So I again, I'm a big fan of Total Divas, um, but uh, I loved uh, the John Cena and uh, Nikki Bella proposal at, at WrestleMania last year. I was. I was I was there. I had a big grin on my face, and I was chanting, "Yes, yes, yes!" <laughs> and uh, how adorable! And uh, but I thought it was brilliant anyway. And uh, just the look on Vince McMahon's face when he came when uh, Nikki came backstage was just amazing. He had like a big old maniacal grin on his face, and like he was hunched over, and his arms were out, and he was just <laughs> like man. so happy. Um, and uh, so that was one takeaway. And another takeaway with Vince as well. So there's a Kevin... Have you seen the Kevin Owens documentary? Yes, yes. yes. So he has his match with um, Jericho. Jericho at that same WrestleMania, right? And the match, I thought, was absolutely fine, right? I didn't think it was, like, as exciting... Like, I thought it was going to be, like, the best thing on the show by far. Um, but instead it was top three, maybe. Right. I'd say, like, for me, watching it, I'd say Goldberg and Lesnar was was one of the best matches there and I'd say Shane McMahon and AJ Styles and then I'd probably put Jericho and Kevin Owens there mm. and uh, I know a man that wouldn't yeah well Vince was sat there and he just <laughs> comes up <laughs> to him are we cool? nope mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he kind of asked for clarification again yeah, yeah. and Vince is just like nope just looks away from him. Don't even want to look at you in the eye. Like <laughs> I'm disgusted by you. And then, uh, and then Seth Rollins comes back after his match with Triple H, which I would say wasn't very good at all, and was completely. And the match itself, I think, from a, a match standpoint, if you were to look at it as a standalone match without taking into account, and I hate it. Again, like it's my opinion. Okay, so I, I just want to start by saying that. But like the match was built up as this huge grudge match. And again, like, if you look at it as a standalone match, I think it was absolutely fine. It was built up as a huge grudge match. Seth Rollins versus Triple H, like, you know, big, big grudge match. And they go and have a long, boring wrestling match, which at the end of the match, they obviously have the um, the stuff with Stephanie going through a table and the finish is all hot and everything. And uh, Vince McMahon couldn't be more happy with that match. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't be more happy. So it's just interesting, really, isn't it? Yeah, like, I guess so. That's kind of the, the the thing is, you know, who who's more Im- who is it more important to entertain your audience or, or your, your boss? boss? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And if Vince thought that was great, he's pretty entitled. It's must his be money, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. but it was it was just interesting to see, you know, just to yeah. see his reaction to sure. to that stuff. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd really like to see um, Vince. Uh, Backstage, like I, I'd love to see a documentary of just Vince, like his reactions to the whole show, right, like right. just a camera on him the whole time. And like, I'd probably put money on the fact that WWE have at least for those WrestleManias, they have a camera on him twenty four seven, like during the the stuff. Yeah, and, and like, they, do you remember that documentary they brought out WrestleMania nine? Uh, it's only recently. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Johnny Storm's in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, As yeah, a yeah. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that one, like WrestleMania nine one, mm-hmm. that like you know that proves that they've been. Filming this stuff, stuff for, years. for years, yeah. yeah. 
like how cool would that be to see all that stuff? Yeah, you know, yeah. like I do, like I watched that and I just I just want to see more. You know, like yeah, let's just do one on WrestleMania. Let's do, do, do a documentary on WrestleMania nine. So yeah. sure, like I think uh, one of the bits with Vince is Shawn Michaels is on his way to the ring. And Vince's and Vince's dancing. Like dancing, isn't yeah. he? And yeah, so um, yeah, you're right. That'd be that'd be very fascinating stuff, uh, especially yeah, they've got their own network now. They can do what they want, can't they? So. Yeah, and sometimes I think as well, like it'd be cool. Because I know, bearing in mind, I'm not suggesting I do anything on the scale that WWE do, but I always think like if a camera followed me around at a show, for example, like some real cool moments would be would be cool, you know. And I, I can only imagine how cool it would be to to see the you know the WWE moments because they'd be so much bigger. Yeah, you know, sure. Um, and stuff that people remember and be define it. Define WrestleMania moments, moments aren't yeah. they? Yeah. To see the reactions to the WrestleMania moments from the eyes of the boss. Yeah. Would be cool. Yeah, you're right. Um, and also another great wrestling documentary, which for anyone who doesn't know, is now on Sky... So I've got Sky Q, so it's on like a catch-up, is the Louis Theroux wrestling documentary. It's also on Netflix. Is it on Netflix yeah. as well? Okay, so it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's bits of it, I believe, are on YouTube. Um, I think that... I want to say I first saw that... So they all came around a little cluster, didn't they? Like, Wrestling with Shadows... I saw late ninety nine. Yeah. It was on BBC Two. Yeah, it was. I remember when that when that first came out, Wrestling with Shadows. Like Bret Hart was on the Big Breakfast to advertise it. Right. I was like, oh my God, what's Bret Hart doing on the Big Breakfast? And and like, I can't even like. I knew he was in WCW, obviously, but I didn't watch WCW, so like I hadn't seen him properly for ages, ever. Yeah. That's amazing. You saw it right because I've a, I've, I remember as a child. I used to watch Big Breakfast every morning. I swear, like it just go on while I'm Ricky getting Knight dressed. Was on Big Breakfast. No, <laughs> he was. Was he? Yeah. I remember I missed two pivotal points in Big Breakfast wrestling history. The first one was so I used to put Big Breakfast on while I was getting dressed for school, and for whatever reason, I turned on my TV and Barney the Dinosaur was on. Like wherever I'd been watching, and okay. I just didn't I'm turn it over. This. I'm enjoying well, this. Probably no, I just didn't turn it over. I just didn't. I don't know. The remote was the other side of the room. Not I had a big bedroom, but like I was just like, oh, sorry, I'll leave that on. Get to school. Did you see Bret Hart on the big breakfast? What? No. (laughs) (laughs) So I missed that. And also a similar situation happened later because I wasn't at school anymore. But when Johnny Storm and the, what was the Alex Shane, I assume was there. And a few of them were on the big breakfast promoting a UCW show. I miss those mm. two big wrestling. But I saw The Rock when The Rock and The Big Show was on The what Big Breakfast. What about when Macho That's Man and Hulk Hogan were on? With Lily bed, Savage. In the, on the bed, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that since with uh, on YouTube. But I did watch Yokozuna on The Big Breakfast with Denise Van Outen. And I want to say I remember them all laughing at him because his real name is Rodney. Oh, really? And of course they're like, Rodney, Rodney, you plonker. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, I'm going to have to dig that out dig on that YouTube. Out. That yeah. might be up there. Um, so, yeah, so it's funny that you saw it. I didn't. But... Uh, all around that same time, then of course Louis Threw documentary, and that was a massive eye opener. A yeah. massive eye opener to like the way I remember the one thing specifically when Goldberg. I mean, I've seen I've seen that documentary more than I've seen any other wrestling documentary. I watched it actually the other night, and the bit where Louis Theroux is talking to Goldberg, and he's like, "So Goldberg, what do you think I need to do to be a wrestler?" And Goldberg first thing, hmm, first you got to gain a lot of weight like that. And I was just like, "Oh, that's, that that stuck with me as a kid." I was like, "Christ, I'm I'm short." I'm skinny. If I want to be anything anywhere near successful, I'm going to need to gain a lot of weight. And here I am doing a podcast. <laughs> doing a podcast thanks to Louis Theroux's documentary. And of course, I, th- I like to think I'm the new Sarge. Okay, there's a bit in it where he goes, "They get, they come here, 
every day de- de- deal with my short, irritable, irritable ass. Something like he says, because <clears throat> obviously he's the train at the power plant. So all my, all the guys at the school have to deal with my short, irritable ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's three, a horrible three or four man. Size a week. I think that that to me, right, the craziest thing. So you watch the Beyond the Mat and Wrestling with Shadows. And it's all very relatable. Like, again, we'll talk about Wrestling Shadows separately in a second. Um, but, like, it's all very relatable, right? I think, anyway. And it's like, Beyond the Mat does an excellent job of... Obviously, there's some crazy characters in Beyond the Mat, but it does an excellent job of explaining the passion behind professional wrestling. And, and The opening monologue stuff. in Beyond the Mat, it, it's like, I just love pro wrestling. Do you know what I mean? You watch it, you watch that, and yeah. then you, you agree with everything he says, you know? I don't know why I liked it. Yeah, I just, I just always did. I just always, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but the Louis Fru documentary, and I guess it's because he's so British as well. Mm. It's almost like he's transported into this world, and you see how crazy that world is, and how almost ridiculous, ludicrous that world is. Sure, you know, like if you're a complete way, outsider, yeah, and yeah. the way they bully him in the in the power plant until he throws up. Um, and, you know, he's kind of looks at them like, <laughs> you're really weird, guys. You know, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my favourite my favorite bit in that whole <laughs> Louis Peru documentary is, is when he's interviewing Alex Wright, and he says to him, oh, I understand you're debuting a new character tonight. And he's like, yes, that's right. And he's like, well, what's your, uh, what's your new character's name? He's introduced him as Alex Wright. And he's like, Alexander Wright. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's quite a, yeah, quite a leap. Yeah. <laughs> what so, a radical uh, yeah. radical change that is. Of yeah. course, he, he became Berlin, didn't Berlin, he? Berlin, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a that, that brilliant documentary. And uh, you can't say anything bad about it, it. How remarkable it is how lovely Pistol Pez Watley comes across as in yeah. that documentary. Compared to how Sarge comes across, yeah. So uh, yeah, another another brilliant. Do- and and these, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that our listeners are people who have already seen it. But if you haven't seen those three documentaries, hunt them out because I'd say they're probably the three best off the top of my head. They're well, probably that the, the three that best. And the, the world class documentaries as well. I'd I, say, I was yeah. going to say that, but I kind of feel they're a bit more. Um, you know, but beyond the mat, wrestling with shadows and Louis through encompass like the whole of wrestling. Like it's quite uh, what word am I saying? Like world class. We loved it because we. I I had no intention of watching it until you told me, or maybe my friend Eamon told me and said, "There's this documentary called The Heroes of World Class," and I was like, "Oh, okay." I think it was like three quid in ASDA. Joe and ASDA went through a yeah. spate of selling cheap DVDs. So yeah, so that is an amazing documentary. It's got my friend Kevin Von Erich as a featured part in <laughs> it as well. I don't think you've mentioned the fact that you didn't. Have you sent him a picture of my Texas Tornado? Re- I still really haven't, recently. no. I should probably... I keep thinking about strike-up conversation, but... Your annual message. Yeah, yeah. Well, biannual, actually. Once every two years. But who knows? Maybe I'll get around to sending him that. Uh, yeah, so... But those are my top three off, off the top of my head, probably, is the Beyond the Mat, Wrestling with Shadows, and Louis Theroux. Um, what I think is crazy as well when you think about the wrestling documentaries, is that wrestling with shadows, as an example, is how times have changed. So I think if you were to take a wrestling fan who wasn't aware of wrestling in 97 and you would put it on now, like, you'd be like, what a loon Bret Hart is. Oh, it's mad Being Bret Hart. Taking it so serious about... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about yeah. wins and losses and yeah. whatever. And, like, you know, if you look at it 
in the context of today, where the championships don't mean anywhere near as much as they did then, then yes, he was a bit OTT about the situation. But, you know, in context, it's crazy. And it's, it's crazy how... It's almost like, to me... I, I know this sounds ridiculous. And I said, Bret Hart's the first real wrestler. You know, like, for, like wrestling's real when it's Bret. You know, that's what I always thought. You know, like, um, if he was wrestling Diesel was an example... Um, I remember, you know, he would go a little bit nasty, even though he's a good guy, he'd go a little bit nasty to try and win the match because he was getting across, so that that's the only way he can beat... Well, with Brett, it wasn't, a like we said earlier, it, Brett's matches to Brett weren't a performance, it was about no, it was, winning the match. Yeah, it was about the reality, reality. Yeah. And, and because of that, I think the chat, and because it meant so much to him... Um, I think that it, it it resonated with the fans more. Like if the if the wrestlers don't believe, then why should the fans believe? You know, that's what I personally feel, um, and I feel the more that the the wrestlers and you might be like, oh, who cares? You know, whatever. But I think the more the wrestlers believe themselves, the more authentic the product is. And I think that that documentary Wrestling with Shadows is so real uh, and it's so raw and so gritty. And I just feel that like in context. If you if you look at, if you watch it out of context, if you watch it in 2018 today's landscape, you could look at that and not have sympathy for Brett, and you could look at that and wonder why he's getting himself so worked up for over nothing. Mm. But I think the documentary also does an excellent job of conveying just how much it means to him and conveying the passion that he has for wrestling and the passion that his fans have for wrestling uh, and just what a magical thing wrestling can be. Um, so I think that's why I, I really, really love that documentary. And that probably is my favourite, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, there's dozens and dozens more we will come out of this going, oh, we, sh- we could have mentioned this one, could have mentioned that Well, like, that I've, I've, yeah, I've, like, I've not really come into this uh, with any, any stories specifically in mind because I've just been poorly. But, uh, um, but yeah, there's, there's, I, I just think that there's lo- lots of stuff as well, like... Um, I don't know what what are we actually are we just discussing documentaries or well, we I don't know I don't I didn't mind uh, I didn't mind wrapping up there or, or should we well, tell the mildly amusing story of the Dynamite Kid documentary oh you could tell that story yeah but I I, I wanted to just say some funny moments from beyond the map but yeah oh cool. okay no go on so <laughs> there's a few funny ones what beyond the map or yeah the beyond the map oh it's hundreds yeah <laughs> like. So my <laughs> my first or favourite one is the Jake the Snake Roberts one. Oh, okay, yeah. Where he's yeah. sat there talking, and he's like, I'm talking, and like, the f*** is that? that out, yeah. <laughs> oh, must be chocolate or something. <laughs> is that chocolate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, something completely, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that's, a, you could quote that every day. Dark really, humour. Yeah. Dark humour. I've probably got some chocolate stains on me now. I a, could do that. There's also the, uh, all, this isn't funny, but like, just the way it is in the film, Grizzly Smith, Jake's dad. Shoveling leaves or something. Yeah. yeah but like, yeah. there's a, there's a scene where Jake's like, he's like, I can't remember the exact order, but he says something like, my, my dad was dating my mum's mum. Is right. that right? Yeah. Yeah, and he said the way I was born was uh, my dad raped a little girl. Mm. And then the next scene is Grizzly Smith being like, "My son Jake, he was born out of love, and I still love him to this day." <laughs> it's <laughs> like what? Yeah, <laughs> oh, and obviously no. not not quite as uh, dramatic or traumatic. Actually, is the bit where Tony Jones is like, mm, "Sometimes we get paid, 
you know, he, he he's okay. That's the gist of it. And then Roland Alexander, the next thing, he's like, they get paid. They get paid I, very well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I generally believe I'm one of the best guys for indie payoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a couple of good, good moments. Oh, I tell you, uh, like, see, I think the thing with Beyond the Mat, the thing with these documentaries as well, is like they're all so ingrained in my mind. And like you say, like, you quote them all the time, right? I made a joke the other day to Speedball Mike Bailey and Vader Scott, which went <laughs> over their heads, right? Um, they were they were telling me about the WXW dojo and they were telling me about the trainer who he stayed, the head trainer who stays in the dojo, who lives in the dojo um, and kind of, um, he lives there rent free and he has to look after the place and he's one of the trainers. So I said, oh, does he just live above it with the cat? Yeah. Right? I get it fully, yeah. Mike Modis? Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And, uh, but I said, did he just live above it with a cat? And they looked at me like I was mental. And I was like, like Mike Modest? Nothing, Nothing. still. No. It's like, beyond the mat? Oh, didn't uh. get it at all. Pretended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, but yeah, I, but always, I always, like, it, it's sad because I used to be able to quote beyond the mat a lot and, you know, get, and people would know what I was saying. So if I was like, he spat at me, he just spat at me. Right? Yep. You know what that is, of course, right? Yeah. But years later, that came out. That was a work. Yeah, right? yeah. He was a this guy, pilot for United Airlines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they later admitted, yeah, that was a big. But I remember yeah. watching that as a kid because you're going to go, oh, you're so spoiled. Because uh, Beyond the Map was um, released in like ten cinemas, I think, in England. And me and my dad used to go for little weekends away. Like we go up to like uh, the Lake District, or we go see my uncle Rob, Bob, Bob uh, in Leeds and Harrogate and that kind of area. Anyway, on one of those weekends away. We timed it in, so we'd stop off at a cinema in Birmingham and go see Beyond oh, the Mat. Oh, you're so spoiled. <laughs> hey, I could see you were g that one up. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so we watched Beyond the Mat, and I just started wrestling training as well, so there's like, loads of things in there. Like I, I can't think in the top of my head, but that bit specifically to kind of be a bit embarrassed about, like my dad being like, oh. yeah," And especially in their line, they go, oh, this is, this is their record-setting crowd of 112 people. And my dad's probably thinking, oh, you're getting involved in but this. I don't, like, I don't ever remember looking at that as a small crowd. Like, you know, I always used to think that was a world cool venue. Right. Like, so that, that's looking through it through almost child eyes. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said to you yesterday, the indie promotion in the Louis Theroux documentary with Rick Diesel and a few of the other guys, I remember me and my mate Eamon, we, that was like that's where we wanted to wrestle. We were like, this is so cool. Like, we want to go wrestle with this this AIWF. A, I tell you what, as well, in in with that in mind, like, so in Beyond the Mat, Jake Roberts wrestles on a uh, indie show. Yes, right in front of a huge crowd, and they're like, for someone like Jake, this is as lowest as lo- lowest of low you could go without starting again from the beginning. Yeah. And but you look at it, go, it's oh like, it's massive. Like, the crowd's yeah. going mental as well, like, having a great time. Probably about 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the business, I guess, at the time, wasn't it? Late 90s, it was pretty hot. So. Yeah. yeah. Even Santa Claus has heard of Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that guy in Alaska, if Jake doesn't get some, if we don't get Jake some crack, he's not coming. But, you know, it's good to see Jake's come out that the other the other end, isn't it? Marvellous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go on. Tell us your tell us your story. Okay, so um, Dynamite Kid has always been a bit of a. I'd say he's probably a bit of a fascination to any British wrestler, certainly my age. So the young lads might have heard of him or seen some videos on YouTube, but you know where he was one of the first, if not the first British wrestler to wrestle for the WWF. 
Could that be a fact? I mean, I'm not saying that's why I'm fascinated by him, but uh, like, I don't know. You know, he, he he was obviously a real success story, and then obviously he fell on just hard side times. Side note, and quick injuries. One. Just a quick side note. What? Lord Alfred Hayes. Yes. Right. He didn't wrestle, did he, for WWF? I don't uh, think he did. Not, he might maybe not done. WWF. He might wrestle for WWF. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I watched a lot of his uh, tag classics. Uh, what? Not tag classics. You know, Coliseum home videos on the network. Yeah. Yeah. Was he a, supposed to be a heel or? a... Like, because sometimes he was a bad guy. And sometimes I think he, he just bounced around, though, didn't he? It was weird, he? wasn't it? It was almost like yeah. you're just doing these document, these, uh, the video releases that no one cares about. Just yeah. do what you want. Do what you want. Yeah, quite probably. But I just uh, never know, because I always used to think he was a good guy, because obviously, of course, you, we all remember him from uh, the battle royal at the Albert Hall, you mm. know, when he's cheering on Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. But yeah, he's really horrible in some I'd probably say, if he was with Krilla Monsoon, he was the bad guy, but if he was with Bobby Heenan, he was the good guy. Okay, fair enough. It, to sum it up, I don't know, like, maybe that's what the case is. So anyway, Dynamite Kid has always been a uh, <clears throat> a fascination, uh, and there was always uh, shoot interviews. Were obviously, a big thing we first came, got into wrestling, wasn't it? Like, mm. oh, have you seen the Marty Jannetty shoot interview? Have you seen the Shawn Michaels shoot interview? And let's be honest, most of them it's are crazy, pretty crap. But it's crazy to think that Shawn Michaels did one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I can remember watching him. I I, I want to say he was sat there chewing bloody tobacco, tobacco the yeah. whole time. He's mm. like, I don't want to see. Have some consideration for your audience. So anyway. Uh, the big thing was, oh, Dynamite Kid's done a shooting view. Dynamite Kid's done a shooting view. Uh, never came out. And anyway, then they announced that the High Spots were doing a Kickstarter project. And um, my business brain got into full gear where, uh, you know, you, you pay this many dollars for this, that many dollars for that. And there was one grand uh, first prize, right? So... You got, <coughs> I think, two signed Dynamite Kid action figures. So by, by that he means one thousand pounds. Oh no, 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 I didn't mean grand. I meant like grand prize. Oh, I thought. Sorry, I thought. No, 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 no. I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to. Uh... Yeah. So, um, so anyway, <coughs> what you got was was a, was a selection of stuff, all signed by Dynamite Kid, signed DVDs, signed figures, um, a plaque that he was awarded to him in like the nineteen eighty nine All Japan Tag League, um, all that kind of stuff. So it was a thousand dollars. Okay, and you got to put your you, they'd put whatever logo you wanted at the start of the documentary and you get like credits and all that. I wasn't really bothered about the credits, but where I was starting a wrestling toy business, I didn't think it was quite the market I was looking for, but I thought, well, if I could just get the name out there slightly and all the extra stuff that they'd send me, I'd just sell. So I kind of felt it was good investment to some degree. Um, I later realized that it really wasn't. I don't think it kind of drummed up any interest at all. But uh, the reason why I'm telling you this, when we were in Dallas... Okay, so uh, I sold all the stuff and I made some of the money back and it was all right. Did you keep anything? I kept the plaque and I've kept one signed figure. Okay, so um, I'm in a lift in Dallas uh, for the stag do. I'm on my own, the door opens and in comes the boss of High Spots, Michael... Michael... Michael from B. High Spot, yeah, Michael B. Yeah, so, uh, so I thought, well, I know who he is. He obviously doesn't know who I am, but... I'm just going to say hello, and I thought, oh, well, I've got quite a good conversation that, oh, I did the, high, the Dynamite Kid documentary. I essentially paid for that Dynamite Kid documentary to be made. And uh, so I said, oh, hi, Michael from High Spots, right? He said, yeah. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm Andy. I've come from England with my stag do, and uh, I actually... What did you want him to say? Congratulations. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> yeah, I wanted him to send me a gift. Uh, no, and uh, I tried to tell him that I was the, uh, the grand... The first place. The big sponsor. The big sponsor. 
of the Dynamite Kid documentary. And, He's already uh, got your money by this point. <laughs> yeah, long, yeah, about four or five years before. And um, there's not really much to this story apart from the fact that I could just tell he thought I was lying to him, essentially. <laughs> it was like, I know Americans can be quite dismissive. Um, but uh, yeah, he was just a bit like, oh, yeah, mm, great. You know, not even a thank you. So, uh, yeah, I kind of felt yeah, wasted. I, uh, yeah, I, well... I know Michael now, so I can't... Your best friend is him now. Yeah. Business partners. Get him on the line and say, I want a, thank, a personal thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I will say is it was quite clear they, t- they were very smart the way they put it together. Because that, that documentary, I feel, was quite disappointing. Um, but it was almost like they did the shoot interviews and all Dynamite's answers were, yep, yeah, no, don't remember. Sure. So they're like, how can we... Salvage, salvage it. Salvage it, yeah. Let's try and make it into a documentary. And that's what they did. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, I was hoping that it would, um, I don't know. I don't know what I was hoping for. I was just hoping for it would be more akin to the documentaries that we were. The Accustomed, the, the WWE-esque, yeah. you know. Yeah. And like, yeah. and bearing in mind that that Heroes of World Class one was a independent That was independent documentary. Too, yeah. That was so excellent. It was, it was hopefully going to be along those lines. And of course you heard like Davey Richards is going to be the, um, you know, the narrator. The narrator and... Yeah, just it fell a bit flat. Was was it was what it was, wasn't yeah, it? But yeah. you know, I don't blame him because he's obviously probably paid a, a lot of money for these uh, interviews, and, and they've not turned out and flown all the way to England for them as well. Sure. You know, and and uh, yeah, they've not turned out how he really would have hoped, I guess. Yeah, and I think the only person who did come up to me was uh, one of the guys from the school, Timo. He was like, "Hey, mate." I was watching this documentary on <laughs> on Dynamite Kid. It's got Rocky's wrestling on it, and I was like, "Oh yeah." And I told him the story. I think he was absolutely floored by the amount of money I put into it, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. So just wrote it off as an expense; it wasn't such a big deal. But yeah, what are we do with that money about now? <laughs> now I've got a six-month-old baby. Well, like I again, like if you sold some of the stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, clawing it back. That's what you always and, say. And you've got your uh, you've got your plaque. Yeah, you you're a signed action figure, so I wouldn't be too disheartened. No, I'm not. I'm not. I've I've kind of. I well, you've accepted it a long time. <laughs> accepted ago, it a long time you? ago. I was probably yeah. quite proud of it at the time. I'm just looking at it now, like five, six years later. So um, there you go. That's our that's our wrestling documentaries that we'd uh, we'd recommend. I'd still recommend the 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 Dynamite Kid one. Ooh, well, I'd recommend what well, just to look at your logo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just see if there's anything you want. I'd, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd. Uh, I'd recommend all of them, and I feel like as if you're a student of professional wrestling, you should try and watch uh, try and watch as many documentaries as possible. I want to give a big shout out as well to one that we haven't spoken about, um, Robbie Brookside's uh, oh, video diary. That's excellent, yeah, um, brilliant. So uh, yeah, I d- that's another one that you should definitely check out if you if you have an opportunity to. I think a part um, of that's on YouTube, yeah. So um, yeah, again, um, I'm sorry that this week's episode wasn't very detailed or involved or much of an expose of anything at all but it was just a conversation between two people who like professional wrestling our favourite funny um, bits from wrestling documentaries that's um, it and I don't even think I've I've even scratched the surface of my uh, you know favourite bits in these documentaries because there are some wonderful bits but um, but just know that if you're going to be spending time with, with myself or, or Andy it's, it's good to um to watch these get your knowledge up a little bit because then you'll have a much more enjoyable time as well because these quotes they won't go over your head yeah you know and is you know we are as human beings quite detailed quite layered 
Um, so if you uh, appreciate these wrestling documentaries, um, you'll get more more enjoyment out of spending time with us, basically. Um, so, yeah. Or Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you need to go home and get some rest, Andy. Well, I do, but I'd, if I could get one new Twitter follower out of this week, I'd, I think it's worth getting out my sick bed. So follow me on Twitter at A Quilden, A Q U I L D A N. And at Boy Simmons, B O Y S I M M O N Z. And we'll talk to you next week when hopefully I'll be back to full strength. But if anyone wants to buy me presents, then. Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to you in a while. Laters. <laughs>